Blog Talk Radio. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com. The Audible Cecil Lammy. Paul Greco of Melnick and Greco Fantasy Sports. And the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. We have crowned our first ever Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio NCAA champion. Tonight, we will talk NFL. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. We are just rambling tonight, and we're going to start it off. Just a good old boy. Never meet yeah. it all. It's all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Oh. Your Kentucky Wildcat. Just good old boy. Someday the mountain might get up with the law. Making their way the only way they know how. That's just a little bit more than the whole of life. Oh, doesn't that song bring back some memories? Yes, sir. Hey, this is Scott and Mike from Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. Uh, you know, we've uh, we just got a free show here tonight. Matter of fact, we're just going to start with a caller from the 317. 317, you're on the air. Hey, Scott, this is uh, Richard Cook, your uh, former uh, commissioner of the uh, Professional Dynasty Fantasy Football League. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Rich, what's happening, buddy? Not much, bud. How you doing? Uh, you know, we're just winging it tonight, man. We've, uh, we're just, uh, we, you know, we're, we're kind of in this transition here from the the NCAA basketball is over, and we're not really ready to talk draft, but maybe we will a little bit, and there's a little bit of free agency going on. But we're just kind of, we're just kind of winging it, and uh, we're just kind of ramble a little while. Well, we're getting close. Uh, season's just around the corner, uh, dynasty wise, with the draft coming up. But yeah, it is probably a little early. Things don't really happen until after the draft, you know. Other than just talking about what might happen, what might not happen. Yeah, and we've also got a caller here, uh, Rick, that you might know from the nine zero one. That is uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Second seat. Woo! Carter. That must be uh, Steve Carter. Uh, that's who it is. Hello. There he is. Yeah, yeah I got you. You got me. We've got a we've got a full house tonight, man. We've got the PDFFL, uh former. Actually, you guys, uh, we we're all veterans of the uh, World Championship of Fantasy Football. First year guys. That's correct. That first is year. correct. I was in it for two years. Yeah, first two years, and you've already uh, popped a couple of league titles and made some cash there, and uh, I think we've all had a little bit of success there. But uh, what's going on tonight, fellas? What do we owe the What do we owe the uh, the honor here? Well, I think we've got a, a new guy there that might be coming on to our uh, dynasty league there by the name of Mike, I believe. And I believe tonight uh, might be an introduction of him to our league. Um, Steve Carter, the guy on the other end of the line there, is the guy that just took over commissioner of our league. Um, we're hoping some good things from him. I stepped down a little bit. I've been doing it for several years and was kind of getting a little tired. So 
uh, show, as he's called, uh, stepped up and he's taken over. And I believe we've got a new member there might be coming on. Hey, I'd love to. Uh, this is Mike, and uh, I look forward to it, Steve. I look forward to uh, you know doing whatever I can uh, for the league and for the dynasty uh, dynasty league and making things happen as far as uh, you know whatever we can uh, make things you know make things work as far as uh, dynasty football. I kind of rattled Mike with this. He didn't know uh, you guys were coming on tonight, and. Uh, Kind of him, but uh, earlier tonight he was saying, "Hey, get me the login and password to that site. I want to go ahead and get things checked out, and I want to get things moving. I want to start trading." And I said, "Well, I haven't heard the official word yet, but uh, uh, it sounds like you're in. And as soon as we get the login and password, I'll get it over to you." So that was uh, a fast one on me, Scott. I, I, I didn't expect that, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it, and uh, I didn't didn't know it until just what. A minute ago, and now I'm, I'm very excited about being a part of the league and uh, being a part of moving on and uh, making making sure that uh, you know we do what we can. Hey, Rich, what was it? Seven years ago, you started that league. Yeah, we're going in. I think our seventh, eighth year, and we've had a very low turnover. But um, Mike's going to be coming on. He's going to be taking over for a team that's been with us from the inception as well. Um, he had some uh, personal reasons for backing out, and I'm sure in the yeah. future, if there's an opening that comes available, he'll uh, return. But um, he was a great owner, and I'm sure Mike's going to step up and take his place and, and do a great job. And he's inheriting a pretty good team um, that's had some troubles over the years, but it's gotten better, and it's young, and it's got some players to develop. But um, I'm sure Mike will do a great job, and I'm sure he'll do some trading and, and make it even better. Well, thank yeah, you very Rich. much, Rich. Uh, I you know what? I'm looking. I'm looking so forward to it, and we've got. Uh, yeah, it's a very young team, but uh, that's some of the challenges of dynasty leagues. And uh, for anybody out there that's listening, that wants to learn about how you develop teams, that's the fun of it. Is you grab a team and you uh, you take you take it and you move forward from it. Uh, I'm. You know, it's unfortunate. The situation that I'm uh, assuming the 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 team, but uh, I'm happy to be a part of the league, and uh, you guys don't know, and uh, I appreciate it, Rich and, I, and Scott. I appreciate it too. Well, this is uh, this has been a good league. Uh, I tell you, it's been one of my favorites. As a matter of fact, Rich came to uh, came to me and and invited me uh, right right before the league was formed and. I was so excited to, to start my first dynasty league. This was my first dynasty league, and you know, obviously, you learn a lot in your first league uh, that you draft in dynasty, and you and you automatically learn that holy cow! Now I understand why I was getting all these good picks because everybody wanted youth. Everybody wanted youth in the draft, and, and if they had experience, they knew that. And this was a 24-man league. It still is to this day. Two separate uh, conferences of 12 that battle it all the way. And uh, it's full of, I think you could recruit it from football guys and a couple of other message boards at the time. But it turns out we ended up with a handful of high-stakes players playing Dynasty football. And, and yeah, we were, we were, yeah, we were fortunate the first year that some guys came on um, that, you know, wanted to take a chance. Because it's when you, when you try to recruit players – to play in a league over the internet, um, sometimes people are kind of they're not they're so so on if they really want to take on that that uh, possibility of getting taken. But um, there were a lot of people. A few people came over from some other leagues that I ran that were that uh, could vouch for me, and um, we we're fortunate. We filled up pretty fast, and and we've had a great year, um, great years ever since then. And it's just built. And you know, I was we've posted on the message board, and Scott and I have talked privately. You know. If the NFL expands and adds two more weeks, we may even expand our, our Dynasty League. I don't know what format we'll do that in. And, of course, that will be up to uh, Show, which is on the other line, because he's commissioner now, and he's the head man in charge. And I'd kind of like to hear from him um, about how he feels about taking over as commissioner, because that's a big responsibility, and, I'm, I'm, and he's already had a few head, headaches. So I'd like to hear a little bit of what he's got to say. <laughs> well, I'm enjoying it because I love this game. And I've been at it since uh, 1989. 
And this league is my home page on my internet, <laughs> and I love it. And we have some great guys in this league. We got Scott, we got Richard, we got J. Charles Johnson, who is pretty much becoming a legend in fantasy football. Uh, Aaron Torejo, who did great in the World Championships last year. Yeah. And we have a lot of national competitive guys. And, Mike, I wanted you in there as soon as I found out my friend Dylan was leaving, who I think the world of. Uh, I told Scott, I said, let's get Mike in there because he's a quality player, and that's the kind of guys we have in this league. And I'm enjoying every minute of it, and, uh, and I just happen to love this and want to stay with it as long as I possibly can. Well, see, i tell you what, uh, I appreciate those comments, and, uh, you know, it's it's the fun of it. it it's just get, getting in there and uh, getting your hands dirty, so to speak. Uh, but uh, I really appreciate the invite. And uh, one thing about it, uh, we're going to show up and uh, we're going we're gonna to do well. It was funny because when Scott told me I was on vacation, I was in uh, uh, Sarasota, Florida, and I looked at my girlfriend. I was like, uh, I'm going to uh, get into another fantasy league. And she went, baseball? I'm like, no. And she went, oh, no. Football? Again? Another one? I said, yeah, got it, got it. And I just smiled. And and the one thing about it is she smiled, too, even though she was like, well, why don't you get another freaking hat because I got – a thousand hats, but uh, <laughs> but but thank but thank you very much, guys. And uh, I'm I'm you know I feel fortunate to be part of the team, and uh, we'll go in there and all of us uh, make a great uh, fantasy team. Well, and you know what, you can uh, you don't have to draft your your dynasty team to uh, to, to to win a championship. I, I took over a team for the first time. All of my dynasty leagues that I'm in uh, as of last year, and and it totaled seven. Um, I, I had I had drafted from the beginning because that's a, that's the fun of it, man. Every year the new crop comes out. Every year you feel like you've got an edge and inside uh, as to who's gonna really make that move and who you've got you know can can get value on. Uh, but uh, I took over a team for the first time last year. Uh, one of uh, Jim Perrone, uh, Four Sport. He he runs a, a lot of quality leagues and uh, is a good good commish. And uh, I took over for one of his that was vacant and uh, just kind of a little bit of trading, uh, and it was a pretty good team. It had Tom Brady. I was really stoked about that. (laughs) And I I got to start him one game, uh, the first game of the year last year. Uh, But I I went on to win their championship, Uh, and it just goes to show that you can overcome anything in Dynasty with, with good trading uh, and, and, and trying to package players. Sometimes it's two-for-one. Sometimes it's draft picks. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, we've got War Kittens in the chat room, a, a quality high-stakes fantasy player. Um, and he said he is he just joined his first startup, uh, his first dynasty league. And, and, I, and I'm sitting here in the chat room telling him he's going to have such a blast. And, and, and when you see all these young players fall, you know, going off the board – and like back in the day, I remember you know sitting here saying, "Man, Corey Dillon's still here. What in the heck is Corey Dillon still on the board for?" Uh, and and you take him, and then a year later, you're like, "Man, why did I spend that pick on Corey Dillon?" Because <laughs> well, you did a, I did a good there. job the the first the first two years. You pretty much dominated our league because you did a you went after a more veteran oriented team, and like you said, a lot of guys went after youth. Yeah. Um, building for the future, and a lot and a lot of guys suffered doing that. Um, my myself, I kind of was in your line, but I made some some bad draft picks and, and made some choices on some guys that only lasted a, one or two years. And I made a run that first year, but I've I've struggled. But I'm also the type of guy, and you can vouch for this. You know, I I I trade my draft picks away to try to get veteran established players, and and it's kind of weakened my team somewhat. Um, over the yeah. years, because I haven't been able to add much youth, but um, I'm, right. I'm trying to learn from my ways. But uh, it's still hard when you want to go after that one player that you think can put you over the top. But we won't talk about the two years you just totally dominated us. I, I actually, as I turn around and look, I see one trophy over here, <laughs> and then I've got one trophy. I got both of them in my office, and they're and they're quality trophies, Mike. Uh, I, I want to say they're about what two feet tall, two feet tall. Yeah. So. 
It's, yeah, it's not the not a, not a cheesy little trophy, but they're a lot of fun. And, and, and you should and, be proud of it, Scott. I mean, the fact is, uh, you you put a lot of time and energy into it. And, oh uh, man, I did. Did I ever? I mean, I feel ever? good about it. Uh, I, I you tell know, you what, I, trading is is the biggest part of of what makes dynasty football fun. And the the more active the trader, the more time you can put into trading and throwing offers out there. Uh, Good or bad, a lot of times, uh, you know, there there is a there is a skill and a science in it, and and I think we've all evolved over the years in how we put our offers out there. We know who we can deal with, we know who we can't, we know when one guy just loves every one of his players, <clears throat> and we know, you know, how who values draft picks more than than that. But more than ever, most people after a year or two in it, they kind of realize. It's all about use. I don't want an old team. I want to look at my team and say, okay, it's good. But it's really about that balance. And if you want to win in these leagues, you need to have that balance. A Peyton Manning, uh, you know, a Tom Brady, those types of guys. Um, I know Priest Holmes won me a title near his last year. Um, Clinton Portis, those are types of guys. Nothing wrong with having those guys on there because even though they're not the young crop of rookies, um, they're they're dependable and reliable and uh, it's just it's just challenging. One, one thing, Scott, that if I can jump in real quick, is uh, that you have to have a general manager, you know, kind of mindset. You have to be a manager and a, a general manager of those players and what you want to make happen. Uh, you you might have uh, a few younger guys and a few that are a little older, and. But you got to make sure that the next year that you still got some that you can stockpile, just like Kansas is going to be getting ready to do in college basketball. You you got to have so many guys that are good right now, but good later, and right. that and, and that's very tough to do. But that's what we do as fantasy football owners in the dynasty league. If I can just throw this out there, and I'd like to get uh, Rich's and Show's opinion on this, but I see so many guys overvaluing their youth, and you look at their team, and they don't have those middle-of-the-road uh, older guys. They don't have those guys that you know can perform. Uh, classic example here. Now, this is not a knock on Nick. He's one of the best talent evaluators that we have on football guys, uh, EBF, East Bay Funk. He's in our league, and he is, he is he's really studies. He studies the young crop of, of, of rookies coming into the league. He studies the you know their their uh, talents and their uh, their transition into the NFL, and he does a great job of that. But can't seem to um, hasn't been able to in in our league anyway um, get a balanced team together for whatever reason that can win. And winning is the most important thing. Show right, you've got to cash some checks. Well, I. You know, I tried to do the Richard, I mean, the Allen thing, uh, the future is now, and that didn't work for me. And in our league, I'm not doing very well. And I've got a lot of young people I've got to try to pick up, young draft choices to try to rebuild. But I did go to the national championship or national championship game uh, a couple of years ago, and then I had three guys retire on me. So yeah. you've got to have those young guys to pick up the difference. Yeah. Well, you, you've got to have good balance, and that would be the advice that I would have for anybody that's starting out in a new in a dynasty league is you've got to do your homework, and you can't miss on uh, picks definitely early. If you miss on a pick early, it's going to hurt you for two or three years. And you, you can't just go for youth. Just like Scott said, you have to go for your middle round uh, veterans and then you may take a chance on a flyer. You may make a, a, a trade and trade down and get some additional picks early. And I believe that was a big thing that helped you, Scott, in our league was is you were able to trade down very well and pick up some veteran players that really helped you um, dominate for the first couple of years. Now, your, your team's kind of like um, mine a little bit, but you had some success early, so you have some bragging rights. But you've got a team that's getting older, and, and you've yeah. got to try to, to reestablish some youth there. Um, yeah. My decision with my team is I, I've got to decide at some point, and I, I just can't I can't make the decision to do it, and that's just I need to trade my players away and, and, and try to totally revamp my team and build for the oh, future, but I, I can't great. get myself to do that. <laughs> great 
great point, Rich. And, and let me just let me just throw this out there in Dynasty. Uh, depending on you, you need to have a strategy going into your initial Dynasty draft. And and I would say that for War Kittens. His his question in the chat room we're going to get to here in a second. He says PPR in Dynasty League: MJD, Forte, Adrian Peterson, or Chris Johnson. And uh, you know that's four good ones. I don't think you can go wrong with any of the four. But if I had to take one, I, I, it'd be a toss-up between MJD and Adrian Peterson. I think you flipped that, the coin that, there. That, those are those are two strong players. Um, a player that I'm really interested in this year, and I'm sure he's going to go fairly early, and that's Chris Johnson, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, he being his second year and and seeing what how well seeing how Tennessee's uh, used his speed uh, later in the year last year. I think it's really going to make his stock rise, and I think yeah. he's really going to be a player. And and I'm in a keeper league, and um, I've even thought about making some moves and, and trying to uh, pick him up because I'm real high on uh, Chris Johnson, and I think his speed is just going to it's going to be phenomenal this year when they utilize that more in a, in a point per reception league. And, and Mike, you have Chris Johnson on this team that you just inherited, so that's uh, one good thing, and you can thank me for that later. I'll tell you all about it. But here's what I want to say. Thank you very much uh, for Chris Johnson, Dwayne Bowe, and Joe Flacco. Yeah, those are good guys. And Deshaun Jackson. Don't forget, you have Deshaun Jackson in there, too. You can thank me for that later, too. But here, here, and you have two first-rounders, I think. I mean, so you're going to get some really good players here. But here's what I wanted to say. When when you're drafting in a dynasty league, and it's your initial dynasty, if you have to have a plan, and it is. Um, when it, I think you kind of let it come to you, but if you start to sense early on that this is a win-now team, don't abandon that strategy because if it's going to a win-now mentality and then, then you say, oh, I better load up on youth, you're, you're going to just shoot yourself in the foot because you're going to have part of the team is old, part of the team is young, and it's a, it's a delicate line and a, and a toe you have to uh, – you know, it's just a very careful line that you have to toe. But if you see that you're just loading up on youth, early on and you just can't turn it down, continue with that mo- that momentum because there's no reason to start grabbing those veteran players. Just go ahead and, and build for the future. Sacrifice your first year or two to, so you can have a team that's ready to win in year three. Uh, I, I had a team, and I'll just, I'll just say this real quick, and we'll, we'll get back to the, your team, Mike, but I had a team uh, two years ago that I drafted, and it was just I looked at it over and over and over again in the offseason. It bugged me so much. I looked at this team, and I came to the conclusion, I can't win with this nucleus. It was a decent nucleus, but it was Reggie Wayne, which was my best player. Uh, Roy Williams uh, at the time was, you know, uh, was decent. Uh, Willis McGahee and Kellen Winslow, okay? And pretty much that was the nucleus, along with Donovan and McNabb. I looked at that team, and I said, I can't compete with these guys. And I had a fire sale. I sold every one of those guys for high draft picks, for, for next year picks for several years, and now I've got a team that's just I'm, – I'm, I'm, I've rebuilt it from scratch, you know, from the bottom up. And, right. and, it, and it's a strategy to – so I can be feel competitive in a year or two just so I can feel like, okay, I'm not worried about right now winning. matter of fact, I only won one game. I was lucky to win one game last year. It's the only league I tried this in, and I, and I just wanted to do it to, to see how it went. And – it's it's fun. It, these guys, everybody on my team is young. They're they're up and coming. Uh, you know, it's going to be a year of Jonathan Stewart and and Ray Rice and uh, Donnie Avery and just you know uh, Matt Schaub. I mean, it's it's Mendenhall and I mean all these rookies coming on. LaShawn McCoy and Donald Brown. All these guys. It's just going to be a fun way to to rebuild the team. Uh, so I, well, I, I definitely you recommend what's picking one or the other. Well, the one thing that I'm going through. Uh, with a couple of teams that I have right now is rebuilding. I mean, that's what, that's what you have to do. And uh, I'm sure uh, Rich and uh, Show, you guys know this. I mean, you've been through it. Um, I'm kind of a rookie when it comes to going through things and uh, going through rebuilding teams. But uh, the one thing about it, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind seeing a team and taking a look at it and saying, okay, this is what I need to do, and here's here's the process that I go through. And, uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't mind doing that, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to make things happen. Mike, let me just say this. You know, uh, you've got Chris Johnson on there, and, and what do you guys say, Rich, and I'll show I'll open this up to you. 
Chris Johnson is the ideal, perfect sell-high candidate. Yeah, you you could sell him high. You you could definitely get a lot for him in value. But um, with Mike's team that he's inheriting, I, that's a player. That's a core player that he's got to he's definitely got to build around. Um, something too that um, we kind of bypassed there a little earlier was, and that was um, over overvaluating uh, youth. And I think that happens a little bit after you've established your dynasty league and you're a year or two into it. Um, just like our league, we, we have a rookie draft, and we do it in two, three-round seg segments. And our first three-round segment is like a week after the NFL draft. And, you know, some of those players, you know, they take a player in the first round, maybe 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one, and that player ends up being a bust. And it, it, that just goes into a lot of your preparing and researching that player. And, and when it goes towards trading, sometimes those early picks, they – People want a lot for those picks because they think they're going to get a great player, and then they don't end up getting a great player, and then it haunts them. So you, you have to kind of watch that, and, and just like you said, you, you don't want to overpay for something because someone wants something too much for it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Sounds good. Well, a classic example of that is I had to have Rashard Mendenhall last year. He was going about 1-3 in rookie drafts. I had the 1-4 pick. And uh, the draft went just like that. It went, uh, I think, McFadden, Jonathan Stewart, Mendenhall. And I took Chris Johnson at four. And a lot of people said, oh, you should have taken Felix Jones or Matt Forte or uh, who was the other name that was being tossed around there. Um, Ray Rice was in the discussion. But it was, it was, it was made, oh, Kevin Smith was in the discussion because uh, he just went to Detroit, and, I, and I, I like what I saw from Chris Johnson. I said, but you know what? This is preseason. I want my guy Mendenhall, and I asked Dylan. I said, what do you want for Mendenhall? Just whatever it is, shoot it to me, and I'll, and I'll take a look at it. And he said, okay, I want Chris Johnson, I want Deshaun Jackson, and your first rounder next year. <laughs> and I said, wow. Well, he threw in some other late draft picks, and I, and I accepted <laughs> and so I gave up, uh, you know, Chris Johnson, Deshaun Jackson, and a first-rounder, but I got my guy Mendenhall, and I was feeling great. <laughs> and then what happened? Oh, yeah. And, and then Ray Lewis <laughs> happened, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'll tell you, uh, uh -huh. along the lines of that, um, just for a prime example of that, in our league, Steve Slayton didn't go until, I think, mid-second round. Oh. And look at the year he had. I mean, right. that was somebody that just totally slipped through everybody and got picked up late, and then that player ended up helping that team greatly. Okay. He's a sell. Uh, I can't you know what? And, you know, it's funny you said that about Steve Slayton because I ended up being a uh, rookie draft guru, I guess, uh, in uh, Hyperactive too because I was able to nail uh, Steve Slayton and uh, Tim Hightower. Both yeah. of them, just bang, bang, just like that. And uh, Steve Slayton, he's on my team and will always be on my team. Yeah, you, you well, paid a pretty high price for him, too, like a 111 or something like that, I think. Yep. I think you wanted him, you, or maybe even a little higher than that, 110, 19, something. I know I took Jamal Charles right around there, and you took Slayton, so. Yep. If I would either, if I would even keep my first or second round draft picks, I might have got him. Well, wow. Mike, I'll tell you what. Uh, now that you're in this league, you're you're in my you're in my conference, and you're also in Rich's conference. So we're we're definitely going to be dancing partners with you. I I've look forward. I've got a guy that has your name all written all over him, and his name is Larry Johnson. What do you think? <laughs> well, <laughs> I you know I think Larry Johnson uh, he's going to be he'll be a part of the Kansas City Chiefs next year. I, I believe that, but uh, I don't. Uh, I don't want any part of him. You've been trying to unload that player for two years. <laughs> he he was a guy I was so excited about drafting uh, the year that he uh, that I did uh, or I traded for him. See, he was um, trying. He he thought I'll catch Mike on a drunken moment where he'll yeah. say, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give up Larry Johnson. I'll give up LJ. No, no." Well, maybe 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 you're more uh, akin to somebody like a Lee Evans or something. You know, Lee Evans is somebody you could build around. You know, I ain't that drunk yet. <laughs> All right. Well, hey guys, I appreciate you guys coming on and welcoming uh, Mike to the league.
the PDFFL is uh, one of my favorites, and uh, it's it's always entertaining. It's a it's a message board uh, uh, mecca where where we just uh, in the it, we we have a little downtime here, and, and then usually it just it just roars and rips. And uh, we've got show at the helm now, and and uh, and I think uh, we've got a good leader in place to to help out for for as long as Rich needs to to, to relax a little bit, give him a break. So. Well, I yeah, enjoyed uh, calling it. in tonight, and um, thanks for having me. And uh, anytime you guys want to talk about any topics, just uh, hit me up, and I'll be glad to call in. It's the first time I've called in. I've really enjoyed it. So, Mike, uh, we're glad to have you, and we're hoping that you're able to build a pretty good team. And, uh, Scott, it's good talking with you as always. And um, best you of luck. Do you want to I'm kind of undecided right now. Undecided? You know how the finances are in the whole country. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's kind of playing a little factor into it, but um, I'm really trying to get back there. I haven't missed a year since its inception, so, and that's probably one of the highlights of my year, but uh, we'll yeah. see what happens as the year goes on. Yeah, you can always go over to the uh, FFPC.com. They have their, uh, you can draft their high-stakes event with us, and uh, they, they, they let you draft online, uh, so you don't, have to, you don't have to head out to Vegas, and you, you get it a little bit cheaper, too, so. That's correct. I'm sure you, yeah, I think, I'm sure you're I think last year you, you're always trying to recruit me to come over to that, and uh, that may be an option for me this year that I may look into. Cool. Hey, Joe. Mike. Rich? Yes, what? Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Welcome aboard. Thank right. you very much. That was uh, Richard Cook and uh, Steve Carter from the PDFFL. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Uh, Rich is from Indianapolis. He lives uh, in Indianapolis uh, area, and uh, Steve Carter uh, is in Memphis. Um, uh, both great guys, uh, good, good, good people, good fantasy players. And uh, Mike, good one over there, Scott. You're going to enjoy being in the league. Yeah, that that took up about 30 minutes of our show, man. But I tell you what, this is a really fun league. Uh, I think a lot of people are are coming around to dynasty leagues and they and they're finding out just how much fun these are and uh, we we hit on a lot of different topics there that uh, of ways to win in dynasty and it's all over the map I've seen them I've seen people win uh, in lots of different ways um, you know and and I'm going to read off and, and tell you a little bit about your team here um, that that you've inherited uh, we've already we've already said that you've uh, you've got some guys um, um, that are worth building around. Uh, but let's go ahead and pull up your roster here. I, I know that uh, quarterback is Joe Flacco, so it's a young guy that, uh, you know, yep. hey, nothing wrong with Joe Flacco whatsoever, especially after a first year of, of what he did. If they can change their offensive philosophy a little bit to, to pass the ball a little bit more, you, ha- you have a player. You've got Matt Leiner on the bench. You've got Chad Henney on the bench as somebody that is eventually going to get the reins in Miami. It's like a Sanchez maybe possibly. I might or, the uh, one. So go ahead. I said I might I, I may trade the one six. You might trade the one six. Well, you know you could take the one six and one three and maybe even move up to the one one. I don't know. I mean, depends on what you want. If you want to get a, a crab tree or uh, or a moreno uh, and you want to sacrifice one three right now is going to be very likely uh, Beanie Wells. I know you're not very high on Beanie Wells, but no, I'm not. Don't, don't be don't worry. In dynasty, one one thing, and I know you've got some dynasty experience, but this is more for the listeners. But let's say you're at one three. But Beanie Wells goes to a team that looks like he's going to be the starter. You take him anyway because he's the value play, and you can he has higher trade value uh, than than some of the other guys that are out there. You got to take the guy that has the highest trade value at the time, and then you know even if you don't like him. So, Warkitten said, "Tell him that LJ is from Kentucky." <laughs> Tell him Larry Johnson is from Kentucky. I didn't know that. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, no, 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 no. Mike, uh, he must have called my teams for Callister. Yeah, you've also got Dustin Keller as a tight end here. Uh, Dustin Keller is a tight end to build around. Listen, Jordy Nelson is another guy that I threw into that offer for Chris Johnson. I gave up Jordy Nelson, Deshaun Jackson, and Chris Johnson for Mendenhall, man. And my first rounder, dude. I gave up the farm for Mendenhall. You've got (laughs) Devin Thomas. Devin Thomas, Deshaun Jackson, and Jordy Nelson to build around. You've got Brian Johnson that just headed to Detroit. You've got Tim Hightower to go along with Brandon Jackson in Green Bay and Chris Johnson. So, Cornell Buckhalter in Denver that kind of gets you through the season. You know, it's a it's a it's a team that's ready to kind of get things moving with these first couple of, of rookie picks here, one three and one six. No doubt about uh, it. Scott. 
I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about this team and excited about moving forward with this team. Uh, the one thing uh, that I, I do need to do is I got to get a veteran uh, a veteran player that's going to give me points points immediately. Uh, but other than that, I'm just going to keep drafting and uh, maybe stockpile some uh, draft picks and you know. Maybe not win right now, but uh, come 2010, 11, watch out because spontaneous combustion could be uh, could be very tough. Well, I'll tell you what, that one six pick was mine last year. That was part of the uh, the package that I put together to get men in all. I'd like that pick back, and you put something together when you get on the on the site here, and uh, and we'll talk because I'd like to get that one six back just to have something. I've been in a situation here with this team where. I've had a couple of league titles. I've had a couple of near misses near the end of the season. I lost one championship game by like point one tenths of a point. Otherwise, I'd have had three titles. Uh, but well, I'll tell you what, Scott. It seems like uh, we, you know, we try to do a uh, trade every once in a while. Well, maybe next, uh, maybe next Friday, we yeah. can do a trade. Yeah, because I'm telling you, uh, when you when you have some, when you taste a little bit of success in these dynasty leagues. You have to work your tail off and give up something of value to get a high dynasty pick, a rookie pick. Because sure. one thing you don't want to do is, is start tricking them away all the time. But a lot of times it presents itself as too good to be true, and you, and, you, and you go ahead and accept it. And then you're looking back saying, geez, I, I don't know if I should have done that. But I just, you know, the guys that do that usually are cashing checks, too. It might not be as, you might not feel as good about it, but, you know, it, it's a balancing act. It, it's tough. So. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely put something together. Let's look at some other news here. While while we while we're talking uh, dynasty football, we've got a couple of a uh, couple of guys here. You mentioned it. Winslow, six years, thirty-six million restructured contact contract with the Buccaneers, five million in two thousand nine. This is guaranteed salary. Six point seven million in two thousand ten, and it balloons up to eight point two million, Mike, in two thousand eleven. What are the Bucks thinking, spending this much money for a player when they don't even have a quarterback? Well, I don't know. I, you know, when I saw that uh, contract, I was down there in Tampa, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me." Uh, they, you know, they've got a brand-new coach, uh, a brand-new quarterback, a brand-new tight end, and they're going to sit there and give them, give these guys this much money. So they're they're obligated, so to speak, to say, hey, this is what you're going to get, this is what you're going to get, and uh, you better perform. And it's it's got to be a... a Heck of a, I mean, they got to step up. They, yep. they have to step up immediately, and that's a lot to say something. Well, they're, they're, they're obviously sending a statement to Winslow that says, we are building around you. You are our main offensive force, and now they've just got to get him the ball. And, I mean, quarterbacks, young quarterbacks especially, uh, kind of lean and fall back on the tight end. So maybe that's in their plans. Maybe they're thinking they're going to grab – the quarterback in this draft, and uh, and bring Winslow in. Winslow said some interesting comments. Today he said that Brady Quinn should be the Browns quarterback, and, and, and the Quinner loves uh, the tight ends. He, he, he hit Winslow, and they really found a, a stride there. So that doesn't surprise me. Well, uh, you know what, that. and that doesn't surprise me at all either, Scott, but one thing about it is Derek Anderson is a very young quarterback, and – you know, they're they're going to have the opportunity to uh, compete against each other, uh, Quinn and Anderson. And I really, I, I think Anderson is, I think he's a better quarterback. So, well, you know, I think I think I think that got proven wrong last year. But well, I don't know. We'll see. It, 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 it's up in the air. I could definitely see one of those guys getting moved before the season starts. And and I'll tell you, if I'm a Jets fan, uh, I'm 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 crossing my fingers that. They let one of those guys go because if I have to go into the season with Clemens uh, and Ratliff battling yeah. it out, um, I think you, I think you're going to end up with Anderson. Well, let's talk about the Jets for a second. They're looking at man. They're, they're bringing in Miles Austin from Dallas, six-three uh, uh, wide receiver uh, from Dallas who was competing for the number two spot there with Patrick Creighton, obviously, and a couple other guys. 
Uh, Mike, Miles Austin, I mean, he, he, he's a hometown guy from Monmouth uh, in, in Jersey, so I can understand why they, why they see something there. But uh, it seems like another classic Justin McCarron's move where, you know, you've got a, a guy that, that shows some skill, but he, he's not worth they're, – they're spending a second-round draft pick from what it sounds like. They're going to be offering their second-round draft pick for this guy. I mean, you're a Cowboy fan. Is Miles Austin yeah. worth a second-round pick? I don't uh, – you know – Go ahead, get rid of Miles Austin uh, because I think that first off, the Dallas Cowboys need restructuring as far as how they're getting their draft picks. Uh, Bill Parcells, he was a mastermind on how you get how you get draft picks, but the Dallas Cowboys right now they can get they can get rid of Miles Austin. I'm sorry, they they can dump him off to the Jets. And say have fun with him and see what happens because uh, Patrick Creighton will be there. What, whatever happened to Sam Hurd? Now he's still he's still in the mix, I guess. All right. Well, so there you go. And uh, Dallas still has, uh, you know, they got a couple of great running backs. So uh, I I don't know if if it was me, I. You know, if if the Jets want him that bad, they can have him. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Feel free to call us. And we're just rambling, uh, talking dynasty football. Mike just joined a, a league under some some pretenses that uh, presented itself, and uh, he, he's part of a, a, his third dynasty team. And I think your you and uh, your girlfriend Rachel yeah. are going to get involved. It's my third one, Scott, and you know what? It's so much fun. Uh, the first one I joined in was the Hypers, but, uh, you know, I, I just – it becomes uh, addictive because there's so many uh, fantasy football leagues that you get into where it's from the 1st of September till the end of January. Then it's yeah. over with. But – in the in the dynasty leagues, it's totally different thing. And if there's anybody out there listening that is not a dynasty owner, you should be because this is so much fun because it's year round. It's year round. You're checking on what your player did, what happened here, what happened there. Right. And there's no there's no know, break. You you've got to no, give yourself a break, but uh, there's no. I mean, if if you don't want a break, you don't have to take it because there. There's somebody down the road on the other end of that computer that's more than happy to talk about rankings uh, year-round in Dynasty Football. And how many times have I just caught it late on a Friday on the waiver wire in uh, freaking February where I was like, oh, I wanted that player. And next thing you know, somebody snapped him up because people are there. That's why it's Dynasty. You've got to be on top of it. Each and every day. Yeah, football guys. Uh, a couple of authors there uh, posted their dynasty rankings. Matter of fact, our, our buddy Jeff Pasquino, uh, he's in our couple of our leagues with his Mike Fly Eagles Fly, and uh, he's just posted his dynasty rankings on FootballGuys.com. He said if if we wanted to check him out tonight, he's got Chris Johnson at five, uh, Maurice Jones Jew at three, Michael Turner at two, Adrian Peterson at one. Uh, a couple of other notables, I see that he's got uh, Frank Gore down at 15, and he's got uh, – I, I, I saw something here that was surprising. Um, Calvin Johnson down at 24 overall, uh, uh, Brandon Marshall ahead of him. And, and, you know, there's no way right now with Brandon Marshall's um, – his head case and his head games, he's, you know, he's just not mature enough to, to be uh, put ahead of – of some of the guys that he's got on this list, you know, Greg Jennings, I'll take any day over uh, Marshall, Calvin Johnson, Dwayne Bowe, even I'll probably take ahead of Marshall, just because I don't, I don't see the problems down the road for those guys. He's got uh, Tom Brady, he's got Antonio Holmes uh, drafted ahead of Tom Brady, and I'm thinking, you know, Dynasty League, you know, I like young guys and I like wide receivers and running backs, but if I got a guy like Tom Brady that can win me a championship, give me Tom Brady, you know, let me have him. Well, I'll tell you what, Scott, uh, you know, like I said earlier before, uh, this is a, any dynasty league is a real, uh, it's, it's a testament to being a general manager. 
you are a general manager. You're an owner of a team, and if it makes you use your skills, skills that uh, a lot of people don't understand, but uh, it's fun to use. Uh, well, being an yeah, owner yeah. of a team, young and old, and just use all the tools you have and uh, making sure that they work to your advantage to be a winner. And we can always count on at least one boneheaded trade from you every once in a while that I just I call you and I go nuts on. I'm like, I can't believe you gave that guy this. There's no way you should have given him that. And you added in a draft pick. I'm like, what are you thinking, man? I'm just, you know, and these rankings by Pesquino, there's nothing wrong with them because the, the cool thing about Dynasty is you don't know if they're right or wrong. I've seen some trades go through there that you're like, holy cow, how did, why did he do that? Well, turns out he was right. You just never yeah. know. Uh, it's hard to veto a trade in Dynasty because you just never know. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what, uh, the first year that I was in Dynasty, I traded uh, LT, basically, for uh, Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Everybody was like, what the heck were you doing? Even you called me, Mike, are you okay? <laughs> well, I made a I made a trade that I thought that was right. And still to this day, uh it wasn't too bad. Well, you know, I could don't don't make me pull up the whole trade window and and we could just talk about them all day. But don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> because I think you gave me. Were you the one that gave me Jay Cutler for Derek Anderson in some pretense of trade last year? Yeah, I can't. I can't remember if that was. Yeah, you still got Cutler. Oh yeah, still have Cutler. Yeah. Good to have him. <laughs> Head case. Oh. Uh, there's not there's nothing wrong with Jay Cutler. He's going to be fine. They'll they'll know how to use him. Let's see. You, you hear the trade here? You gave up. Uh, you gave up. Uh, oh, 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 no 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 yada yada yada. Ronnie Brown in round one. You got back Cotry in round one. Okay, that's kind of boring. That was a good trade. I hey, I made a good trade on that one. <laughs> Here's one. You gave up Derek Ward and Vincent Jackson in round three. And you get in return Tyler Thigpen, Lindale White, a round four, and a 2010 round two. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, you, you know, you gave up Vincent Jackson. Uh, you gave up a starting, uh, probably a timeshare running back in Derek Ward in a round three. And what'd you get? You got um, Lindale White. <laughs> In a 2010 round, too. You know, I, I, you know, these trades are just one of those things. You look at them, and sometimes they're like, I don't know, well, that kind of makes my head hurt. You, you don't know, Scott, that 2010 round, two could be good. It may not be good. Who knows? One thing about it is this year's, this year's uh, rookie crop is terrible. It, it, it is awful. And I saw it coming from the word go. So if you look at my uh, – my draft picks, I have nothing. I have nothing for 2009 draft picks. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. We do have a, a caller on there. We're just uh, chatting in the chat room here because we've got some other news to get to. Um, you know, this uh, the one thing we want to address tonight was the uh, fantasy jungle. Uh, the fantasy jungle is a high stakes event that. Uh, has not paid their winners yet, um, and we're talking about some big high-stakes winners. Uh, we're talking about $100,000 type winners, I believe, is the, was the top prize. I don't have that in front of me, but uh, we're talking about a, a, a failure of epic proportions, the size of, um, you know, w- we've only seen a year or two ago with AFFL, um, and the Fantasy Jungle, uh, their names are Scott and Mike. Uh, and we've gotten we've we've had a lot of people say uh, is that you guys? And it's not us. Um, there's there are Scott and Mike that are high stakes fantasy players as well. And um, I'm just going to read you the letter that they sent out to their prize winners, and you be the judge. Uh, the letter reads: We haven't mailed the we just wanted to give an update to the prize winners. We haven't mailed the checks yet, and this is in April because we are having financial problems. And trying to save our company. Now, where did the prize? Where did all the entry fee money go? 
Isn't that money supposed to be secured and stored in a, in a fund that says, okay, this is prize winnings? But listen, he says, we're, we're trying to save our company by means of a sale. This is the easiest way for us to do that and continue forward with the company. Once that is resolved, checks would be mailed out, but unfortunately we don't have a date for you on when that will be other than we hope soon and are working on it. It could be next week. It could be a few months, and there's also a chance that it doesn't happen at all. That is a worst-case scenario that we are trying to avoid. We don't want to file for bankruptcy and lose the company. We've had it for six years and are doing our best to find a solution that works for everyone. So please take heart in the fact of our efforts to get your checks to you. We are hopeful that we find a buyer for the company and have been in ongoing talks with a few different people and have a few other meetings in the near future. Blah, 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 blah. There isn't a lot to update everyone on as it's a slow process. So that is why we haven't had a lot to say, but we wanted to give you an update with this email. We'll continue to notify you this way when we do have something of substance to report. We understand your frustration and wanting to know, but this is the easiest and most time-efficient way for us to do so rather than individually respond to emails because we're too damn good for that in regards to the same thing. We thank you for your patience, and we'll continue to work hard on this. Thanks for your understanding, and have a happy Easter, the fantasy jungle. Wow. I don't that like letter, that. I don't like that at all. That letter absolutely blows me away. Uh, I've been burned by the AFL, and there is absolutely no excuse to send to spend prize money that is that is that is scheduled for distribution to prize fund. No excuse. I don't care if the bill's sitting there staring at you in the face, and you've got a server upgrade that you need to do. You don't touch the prize money, and that's why. Uh, I've always supported and will always endorse uh, the Fantasy Football Players Championship.com, the FFPC.com, uh, owned by uh, Dave Perzak and Alex Kagnowski. Uh They escrow all of their uh, top prize, uh, their prize fund, so their 75000 uh top prize winner will get paid. Uh, it's in an escrowed fund. Um, they, I think they're talking about putting some language in uh, to make sure that the money that you put in and entry fees is not spent, is not touched. Uh, and it's going to be there for you when the season's over. That's the whole reason why we play this game. And we're talking about high-stakes fantasy football. The the worst-case scenario is not getting paid when you win. Uh, well, I totally, I totally agree, Scott. And, you know, I, I hate to jump in, but uh, what I heard just now, what you read, was uh, total, uh, you know, no, there, there's no accountability there. And and it's and it's too bad. It's too bad for the uh, for the people that are organizing it. It it hadn't been organized correctly, and uh, so they got to deal with it. And uh, I, Mike, Mike, so let me just ask you: If they owed you one hundred thousand dollars, what would you do? <laughs> well, I would probably consider it a loss. I'm afraid, but never deal with them again. I can uh, tell you that. My, that's not what my father taught me, and, and that's not how you. That's not what you do with guys like that. Uh, that just took your hundred thousand dollars and did whatever or who knows what with. There, there better be some major. I would pursue it. Obviously, I mean, I, I, I would pursue it and find out what's going on here. What's going on, dudes? But uh, yeah. No, that's not I mean, what my dad taught me. He, he, he taught me to handle things like that in a little bit different manner, and it's not in my character. But you know what? When something like that happens, you've got to stand up and, and fight back. And, and and the bottom line is it's just a despicable thing that they've done. And I don't care what their reputation was going into this thing. It's ruined now. It's damaged forever. And, and they're welcome They're they're welcome to come on this show and, and talk to these high-stakes fancy players that listen to our show, and, and we'll be happy to have them on. Uh, I welcome them to come on, defend themselves, and uh, you know what? Uh, that's the open invitation. I'll send it out right now. Uh, well, you, you know what, Scott? I, 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 think, I, think I think that's correct. I mean, just uh, there could be some snafu or whatever that something could have gone wrong, but uh, come on. I would like snafu. to have them. I'd love to have them come on, too. I've never even played Fantasy Jungle. I always heard good things about it. I had a lot of guys that played it. But you know what? I also had heard a lot of good things about AFL when that happened to me, too. So I understand they've got new ownership, and they've uh, paid their winners last year for AFL, but that doesn't, uh, that, that history didn't happen with uh, the other previous owner, uh, Neil Wickham. 
Uh, same thing happened there, and this is exact. This is following it to a T, man. Winners didn't get paid. Matter of fact, winners from the year before were paid with their with the prize money as the entry fees. So no, nobody knew it, but in, a, in in that league, winners were paid with the money that came in from the entry fees. So that's they were waiting on money. Oh, entry fee money comes in. Oh, then they redistribute it back out. They were hoping to get something turned around, and that's how those winners got paid. Uh, and and you know that I don't think that happened here, but maybe it did. Um, I think they were late on late on payments last year, and then sure enough, this happens. Uh, man, it's just a, it's just a bad it's a bad thing all around for for high stakes fantasy football for something that we we love so much and we hold so dearly as a hobby and a passion and something that passes the time to have your uh, winnings not paid back to you, man. It's just something that I can't fathom uh, is happening again. Uh, in the high stakes world, and, and and so again, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. The FFPC.com, they escrow all their money uh, for their top prize, seventy five thousand. If you win that thing, you're gonna get paid, and uh, uh, it's just uh, one thing that you shouldn't have to worry about when you play high stakes fantasy football. Okay, I'm done with that. Mike. Yeah, well, I tell you what, Scott, <laughs> you did well. You laid it out. Uh, Pretty much perfect. Um, there's some things that happen and some things that do happen. You know, you, you gotta gotta know what's going on. But uh, one thing about it is, anybody that's gonna run any kind of league, they have to understand what's going on and what is not going on. Yeah. Uh, you have to be able to pay the people that win, and you have to have an account. That does that. Uh, if you can't do that, then don't run a league to begin with. Yeah. No, oh, and I remember I always made it a prerequisite to talk and have conversation with the guy who runs those leagues. And I, I had a conversation with Neil, seemed like a stand-up guy. had been running for six or seven years, that league had went on, for six or seven years. And everybody had gotten paid every year. So, you know, having those – here, I'm getting my blood just boiling just talking about it again. I, I can tell – well, hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on, Scott. We got we got a couple minutes now. We got two minutes. Two minutes. Don't let that blood, blood pressure go from uh, 480 <laughs> over 10. Now, hang on. Hang on. I'll, I'll take over. Uh, you just – you know, it, it's up to the league commissioner, and uh, you'll find out real quick if the league is right – the commission is right because the commissioner, well, you'll know whether it's a dynasty league or a, just a simple league like like you've run, Scott. You've run, Scott, so many leagues that have been so good. I and, don't know. you, you got to look for something. You, I don't know if you can get that in a phone conversation. You have to look for the signs. Look and, and don't ignore the warning signs if they're there. It's just one of those things, man. I don't know. The warning signs <laughs> – the warning signs are if people don't pay, if people don't pay up front, if they don't pay quick, if they uh, ignore uh, checking out in, into, the, into the site, in, into the particular uh, site for the Dynasty League. If, if yeah. they're not there and if they're not paying for league fees, there's a problem. All right, guys. Well, we've got one minute left. We appreciate uh, everybody on the show, Rich, uh, Richard Cook uh, and, and Stephen Carter. Thanks for being on the show. Mike's new to the PDFFL Dynasty League, and, and we're going to have a lot of fun with that this year. Uh, Mike, real quick, you had a question in the, in the, on the message board earlier. Uh, you are from Kentucky, and Keenan Burton uh, has some competition there in St. Louis. Laurent Robinson was, trapped, uh, was traded for a couple yeah. of uh, picks. Fifth and sixth, uh, is, is, is he going to overtake uh, what Burton looked to have a hold on? I think uh, I think uh, I think Keenan Burton will be fine, but uh, Lauren Robinson uh, he could be uh, you know he, he could step up right there, uh, but uh, it's going to be close. It's going to be close between because Burton's so young. Yep, I think the Rams are desperate at wide receiver, uh, making that move. They only, I mean, they they traded up 20 picks, I think, in the fifth and the sixth to get Lauren Robinson. Not a big trade of, of significance. Um, Jets are looking at Miles Austin, uh, Ocho Cinco. The Giants are looking at Eli might have a new target there, and uh, I, I guess uh, you know there's, there's not yeah. much else news going on. 
MJD still hasn't reported. Matt Stafford, Mark Sanchez. It sounds like there's there's uh, there's there's question there as to who's the best. It's going to be a great week. We're going to come back next Friday night and we're going to start talking NFL draft. Uh, we're going to do that for two solid weeks. Uh, it's coming up, and next week is is the week. So Mike, from all of us at Red vs. Blue, thanks so much, and see you next week. Thanks a lot, guys. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Uh, 
uh, we, we let him play with those figures and the and the uh, lightsabers and and you know he he loves it. So we we've got a, a nice Star Wars <laughs> party planned for him. So right. he's looking forward right. to it. All right. Well, thanks, Mike, and thanks everybody for listening. And uh, right. you know what? We'll, we'll we'll see you next week. All right. Take care, Scott.